come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Matt. Polter guide, Debbie. Uh, she's looking at houses. It's fun. It's fun. A, a, a dark web version of Zillow. Just <laughs> her eyes went black and she needs bay windows now. So, <laughs> Mac, I'm going to send you the bill for a new keyboard. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'll be proud to pay it. So this week we watched the 2021 film, The Night House. Now, for those of you that haven't seen it, our good, good buddies at IMDb want you to know. This is basically a what not to do after your husband. Is it a spoiler to say what happened to the husband? No, because it's all over the trailer. So. Okay, this is a this is a what not to do after your husband blows his brains out. Basically, this is a this is a one two three list of what not to do after your husband kills himself i mean movie i i think you know this sequel to the lake house uh had to go for a sharp tone change once they lost keanu reeves and sandra bullock and you know i think we'll talk about whether or not that the film loses or gains something in that exchange <laughs> so imdb is going to disagree with both of you just so we're clear mm. A widow begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. It's very short and sweet and to the point. Disturbing. Disturbing. <laughs> air quotes. Big, giant, buddy ear air quotes. Disturbing. So now is a good time. I think let's go around. Had you seen it? Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Let's, uh, yeah. Not only had I not seen it. I had never heard of it. I had not seen a trailer. I had no fucking clue. In fact, I remember having the thought, I don't know what I'm getting into. This will be fun. And um, outside of a moment near the beginning where I'm like, oh, I like this Beth character. I didn't love this movie. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, I, I have a very similar echo to Donna there that I had no awareness of it, but I always like that. I mean, going into a movie with zero awareness and the reality of the movie is, you know, I kind of enjoyed trying to play the guessing game of like, wh what is this? Wh what is the plot of this thing that I'm trying that I'm watching now? But uh some of it was pretty predictable. Some of it was a little long and dull. Uh, others parts were just depressing and uh, uh, harrowing. Uh, so, eh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. All right. So, as we were discussing off mic, I didn't realize neither of you had not even seen a trailer for this. Um, so, yeah, uh, I had. And uh, I had some friends that had seen it when it had come out last summer. And then I had uh, had started seeing on Twitter, everybody, hey, the night house is coming. The night house is coming to HBO Max. Make, you know, different horror groups on Twitter that I follow 
so very excited about. I was like, okay, well, these people are usually pretty on on base with, uh, you know, things that I enjoy. Uh, so I hadn't seen it before until Friday night. I didn't hate it. Uh, I thought it had some interesting things that it was doing. You know me. I'm I'm going to give you a chance if you're doing something I kind of hadn't seen with this type of take. And I thought it did that. Um, I don't disagree with your points, Mac, on it being a little bit harrowing, it being long at times. But I there came a point I didn't know exactly where this was going. And I, I kind of like that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a go-to of mine, but... I'm not mad at watching it. Yeah, I am the middle of the Venn diagram between the two of you. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I share all of your opinions, even those that are would on face be contradictory. <laughs> but Mac, aren't you usually kind of the Venn diagram? Like, oh, when- so, sometimes I'm way off on another chart. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll be in spoiler territory, probably right now. So I liked... When I think its strongest points is when it did things with the background and the shadow, when things like in the mirror would turn, mm-hmm. uh, some of the woodwork would turn. It took me going back to the final shot to actually see the outline in the water of the thing sitting in the boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't either. And Billy's like, oh, he's like, did you see that? I was like, no. And so we went back and like I like it's real super subtle but it's 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 kind of cool so i think to me that's the strong points of this movie is when it does things like that yeah i think those got better as the movie went on i remember reacting very strongly and negatively to a very early shot where you see a a, a silhouette of a figure <laughs> oh that's bad like that that's a, that's something that happens in a bad movie i'm watching a bad movie now but I agree with you by the end, like the very intricately set up uh, playing with perspective was was cool as things went on. Yeah. The scene where she was in the house and she was seeing all the murders and every time the house would see her, she would get caught up in the murder. There was some good shots in that. There was. But I agree with Kinsey, the, the effects in that scene were stellar. Yeah. yeah, when when like the perspective would shift and you would you would see a face. Wow. You would see a face. And then that final scene with that to me, that tension was the best. Her basically running from the house. Like I thought that was well executed because that's the one thing that I thought that I did enjoy. The trailer played no mention that basically her husband is killing women that looks like her to appease this thing so it so it's not trying to get her like the trailer gave nothing of that so that wasn't it for me that was super interesting because i'm like okay it's it's her husband that's who she's seen but maybe it's not maybe he had a secret life and so to have you know for me that having that element of like oh they kept this out and that was impressive here's actually where Like there was a whole chunk in the middle where I felt like they were trying to tell us that the movie was going to be event horizon. Like the house was a doorway into a um, hell dimension. And then it suddenly switched into, you know, here is the, well, Kenzie already gave us the big spoiler where the twist was the husband was being haunted by the nothing 
And the husband was killing other women to avoid killing his wife, which, listen, if that's supposed to be romantic, I don't find it romantic. Listen, if I find the next love of my life and he goes killing other women to avoid killing me, don't, don't, don't. Okay, Just kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or go away. Go away. I feel like maybe if if he was killing other women to avoid killing his wife, maybe if he just went away, maybe the nothing would have stopped telling him to kill brunettes. I don't know. Skinny, big eyed brunettes would have been safe if he would have just went away. It's possible. I don't know. It would have been something he could have tried. And then he killed another skinny, big eyed brunette. And then he would have been like, "Okay, that is a thing that didn't work. I don't know. There, there is a certain romance in cinema to leaving someone for their own protection. Like I'm thinking Tom Cruise in the latter half of the Mission Impossible movies. I'm like, yeah, he like he feels bad about it, but that's probably the sensible solution. And I don't normally subscribe sensible solutions to Thomas Map Brother Cruise, but there it is. <laughs> oh, you broke me with that one, Mac. <laughs> okay. I loaded up the very end of Nighthouse, and yes, I do see it. Yeah. It's like I said, it's it's super subtle. It's creepy. And to me, to me, the the subtlety, that's where this film has its strengths. Like, you know, the noises, like, because I I legit went into this like, okay, this is a haunted house movie. That's uh I did also have a similar reaction that this was gonna kind of be an event horizon thing when I saw that Clive Barker statue. Which, in a weird way, I like that that comes back into play because at one point she's in that pose of yeah. that statue. So I think there's there's beats that are are good here. It's just not executed perfectly. Like this may be, you know, mm-hmm. the whoever. I'm sorry, I don't know who did this. Maybe they're learning their craft. Like this yeah. is the start. I, I just I felt like the movie lied to me and. I, I don't, it's like, I love a good twist. By all means, give me a good twist. Um, but don't lie to me, okay? Yeah. It's it's like to, to pop back to last night in Soho, the one thing I, I, I didn't like about last night in Soho is I feel like the movie lied to me with the Matt Smith twist. Like, I felt like they deliberately lied to me that the old guy was Matt Smith. And... And then I still haven't with- seen it yet. No, oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm deleting it from my head. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I stopped talking now. No. Oh God. It's sitting on my two watch DVD pile. Like literally it might even happen in like an hour. So I'm sorry. It's okay. You didn't know. Okay. You didn't know. Okay. You are, you are absolved. Anyway. The, movie's, the movie's been out for six months. It's on me. It's on me. Don, Donna, it's not your fault. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I feel like the movie lied to us. Mm. All right. I, I shocked myself so badly I have forgotten the point I was trying to make. I feel like the movie lied to us in a few places, and I didn't like it. The the example I keep coming back to is uh, the the 
borderline completely forgettable uh, 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 Robert Zemeckis 2000 film, What Lies Beneath, shares a lot in common with that movie. And I think it shares the same fundamental flaw. You're trying to jam together the Hitchcockian, the man I'm living with lives a secret life with a truly supernatural story. And they feel like Lego pieces that should go together. And they never quite do. I can see that. That yeah. is just it both because both are both are very similar. They just they haven't stuck the landing. Like, right. Yeah. You know. And Zemeckis is a brilliant filmmaker. And he absolutely, you know, you know if anybody could do it, it was him. And yeah. he just didn't, he didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. And he had the right actors behind him, especially at that time. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, no, I think I think you're onto something, Mac, with just that trying to peanut butter and chocolate Hitchcock and ghost stories like that. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. recovered recovered from my shock to remember my point. It was <laughs> it was it was leading us down this event horizon path and coupling it with these with this Owen oh, is a um, serial killer path to well he is a serial killer but he has he has an excuse. He has um, motivations. He has yeah. particular motivations. He yeah. has motivations. Okay. Yeah. He has, it's not an excuse, but yeah. he has, he has motivations. And so it's taking us down this path. And then, and then all of a sudden it's nope, it's not event horizon. He's trying to protect Beth over here. And I'm like, you have been lying to me this whole time. You've been lying to me this whole time. And now you're going over here and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't see, like I, it. It's not a twist. It's a lie. And see, and I think the Event Horizon track and Greta, that's my bias. Speak, I think that would have been a much more interesting movie with because you're, you know, almost a cult as well, because you're having that word that shows up that doesn't go anywhere. That Cardinia, Cardona, that doesn't go anywhere. And then just the drawings in that, I mean, in the book that he had that just... Like to me, that's a much more interesting movie. Is the cult of Ven Horizon angle? Yeah, you would have liked that movie. Yeah. Oh, I would have fucking loved that movie. I wouldn't have been like, eh, it's okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it would have given me a headache, but I would have watched it and I would have enjoyed it for you. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. <laughs> and then I would have been like, that movie made me very uncomfortable, but I enjoyed it for Kinsey. I projected into Kenzie for a moment and I enjoyed that immensely. (laughs) I was, I was very uncomfortable while watching it, but Kenzie enjoyed it. And that made me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking on the sort of Hitchcockian trail of the movie. um, I don't believe for even a, a a purely instantaneous moment that Beth is only just now after he's dead figuring out something's wrong with her husband. Right. She's too smart and it we are shown that she is exceptionally bright by by how she puts together the files. I mean that was such a simple elegant uh path to to get information out of his computer uh, that made imminent sense that 
she's only just doing this now, or there wasn't something else that was tipping her off that something was off about her husband. Mm-hmm. So that's a, 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 a rotting flaw under the foundation of the movie that she's only smart now in the context of the movie. She had to have been dumb before. And that doesn't track. The only way it makes sense is if he's not aware. It's like, it's almost, it's almost um, something that he's not aware of most of the time. Even so she puts it together forensically exceptionally well. Yeah, Yeah. That, that she should have been, she should have been aware of something off. If she hadn't quite put it together yet, she should have been aware that something was off while he was still alive. I think the movie tried to show that by a line of dialogue because isn't it, didn't she mention something about he used to sleepwalk? He would sleep, something was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And so I think the movie was trying to lazily. That, that's it. Yes. Was, do, it, <laughs> do it. Um, and it was just like a real fast line of dialogue, like yeah. just like uh, telling her, her friend about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's a problem with a lot of movies is a, a character is smart when we need to move the plot forward and dumb in the setup. But so. we saw when she, when she stepped through the floor, she saw, I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 10 bodies, which means there's certainly more. I mean, that was not a big piece of, of wood that she removed. So she saw eight to 10 bodies with that small piece of wood that she removed, there's certainly more. And why, by the way, she couldn't smell death right. is, is a, a whole other. So that was the first, that was the first thought that came to mind was as soon as we saw a body, I'm like, Oh, that place has to stink. Yeah. That's how they but, caught Gacy. Like you jam that many people in the floorboard, you know, something's going to come back. <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> um, which means at the very least, he's murdered 10 women, 10 brunette, big-eyed women, which means he's been haunted for that long, and she hasn't noticed. You're making an excellent point, Mac, that she hasn't noticed his behavior being weird enough for him to have murdered a minimum of 10 women. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that they were married 14 years, almost 15 years. You're with somebody that long and something starts going off, you immediately notice, like, there's like, hey, I notice you're not 100% right now. Like, what's what's going on? It's not just, I had no idea that, you know, he was going to do this. Like, yeah. you, if you're any form of, of a competent person, you're noticing when something is off with your spouse or who mm-hmm. you're living with or whatever, you know. And the movie trucks to paint her as intelligent to its credit. So that, that it's that incongruity. You could have a slightly dim witted person as a main character in a movie and still give that character agency and then have them work through the process slowly. And it's a revelation, but she is a stone cold genius in frame one and hasn't suspected anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm a, I'm a very intelligent woman. And Mm -hmm. I could not have done that shit with the files, like putting that she did on the iPhone. One, one, I don't have an iPhone. That's one. (laughs) Two, I I would not have thought to do that at all. So the fact that she was like, oh, bloop, 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 and just gets it done. 
I am literally taking a, a, a graduate level course in the organization of information right now. And I saw her do that. And I was like, yes, that was very good. Why? Why was this not done six months ago, Beth? Beth, Beth, I'm talking to you, Beth. <laughs> I am also a very intelligent woman, and I still don't quite understand what she did. But I don't have any Apple products, so I'm just... I, I get she like compared two files and then used that to find the other files. I get that much, but yeah. all there was, that's it. It was just understanding the file naming scheme, the automatic file naming scheme and figuring oh. out that a file before taken shortly before or shortly after would have a similar file name. Oh, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get yeah. that. But I, I can't say that I would have in that situation done that. And he had it hidden in folders, which is a very dude thing to do. I'm not going to, <laughs> but you you go into the, the the file directory and just figure out the naming scheme and you can find pretty much anything. Nothing stays hidden in a folder. That uh, like you don't decide on the rule, but that may be that may be my personal rule. You can hide folders inside folders, though. Yeah, but not and, and but her trick still would have worked. Folders within folders, folders within folders. But the, if, if you didn't change the file naming scheme, it's all sequential. That's true. It's very true. So what Mac is trying to tell you, anyone that's wanting to hide information, one, put folders within folders and then change the naming scheme. Yeah. Come up with your own <laughs> naming scheme, dude. Like what? What? Like you wanted to get caught. <laughs> you wanted to get caught. And then when you weren't caught, you're like, well, I might as well just float on out in the boat. I can't get arrested in this town. <laughs> and, you know, you know, we have our poll question at the end of each episode and, and it's a good one this time. <laughs> uh, I have a different poll. All right. Just a real quick one. How many lookalikes for you, your spouse, would you have to murder before you were like, no, I can't do this anymore. I don't think I could do even one. My, my super dark answer is that once you've killed two, you can probably kill eight more. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing in for a penny, in for a pound sort of mentality here. Once, once you've killed two, you've kind of broken down the barriers. Yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm imagine I, I personally could not get to the first two. One, everybody's given one. Once you get to two, then, then all bets are off. Yeah. I, I realized I just asked all of you to admit that you were willing to, to murder someone. Um, and, I, and I eagerly stepped into the cauldron. <laughs> I Here I am. But mine was just like, I don't even think I could do one. Like, yeah, no, I'm know. not I'm not fastidious enough to get away with murder. I, yeah, no, nor am I. I would defo make a, a careless mistake and get caught right. immediately. But my photos would be immaculate. At least their filing name. You're, you you <laughs> would have you would have multiple folders, and the, you would have renamed every one of them into something like yep. kitten, "kitten is cute" and and right. stuff. Right. You'd never find the link. Yeah. Paint paint colors and mm -hmm. ants like moving their eggs and stuff. So Michael Myers zoom backgrounds, etc. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So those are mistakes you would not have made. No. Yeah, I don't know. I am I am a very a violent person. I I 
but I am wicked smart and I know toxins. Man, I don't know. I got to sit back and think about this one for a minute. Once again, <laughs> the podcast gets to the point where we're like, yeah, Donna, you know, if Donna was violent, Donna could, Don, yeah. Donna's the most equipped of all of us to get away with murder. I am. I really am. See, I yeah. talk a big game, like, especially like when my folks lived like down in southeastern Oklahoma and had a lot of land. And that was always like my go to is like, you would not be found. Well, here here is how I prevent my I have no I have. Listen, I have no desire to commit murder. I have no desire to murder anyone. I have several people I wouldn't cry about. I'm just saying there it is. I was like, (laughs) I didn't need to dig. I just needed to just give a look. (laughs) Just I I have no desire to murder anybody. It seems like a lot of work. It does. It seems like a lot of work. And I don't yeah. I I'm, I'm a very lazy person. I would prefer to spend my afternoon playing computer games yeah. or watching Netflix or both at the same time, because my brain doesn't like to pay attention to one thing at the same time. And, and a difficult thing to get perspective, a practical perspective on. Like you can't Google how to dispose of the body because that's how you get caught. Exactly. Yeah. And I've got I've got bad knees and I've got a bad back and really this shoulder's not great either and you know you can't really ask for help I, I mean who who ha- really has a good enough best friend to say hey can you help me dispose of a body I I currently do not have a good enough best friend to call for that help I did but they were crazy people I don't know I think depending on the context of <laughs> of if because I because I, I'm sitting here like. You know, they're they're like if you called me, Donna, and said I have fucked up, I need help. I'm not asking questions. I'm in my car and I'm coming to you. I would do that, and then you know. Oh, let me just make a note. <laughs> Call Kenzie for. But I, I've already written a short story in which best friends take a body to the zoo and feed it to hyenas. They also they had help of a, of a ghost. So I've just spoiled one of my favorite short stories. He, here's here's the way to dispose of a body that I've been thinking of. And I'm, I feel like I'm going to put it in a book one day. OK, you do it in the dead of winter in the middle of a snowstorm. And if you live in proximity to a parking lot, you get it into what the snow plow like what plows would uh, create artificial drifts like a big snow pile. Get it underneath that so that it's out of sight and freezing there so no one detects it until the snow melts and after that the forensic evidence is gone i mean you'd, you'd still have to do some work you'd have to oh it's it's a labor intensive thing as murder ought to be yeah 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 you don't want it you don't want murder to be easy no boy have we moved <laughs> off the plot i don't think we have all that much we've <laughs> moved off the plot further than this on other shows true this is true, true, true 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 this is very true, true, true. true we are it is tangent to the plot mm-hmm. it is tangential to the plot but none of us came up with build a reverse trashy version of our house and bury bodies in the floorboards none of us came up with that plan yeah yeah i do like max plan snowdrift plan it's not i bad. do like it's it's not it's not as actually you know what i realized the other day i had what i thought was a foolproof body disposal method and i realized the other day it was actually not a foolproof body disposal method so 
I'm going to have to revise my body disposal method. So, so we mentioned this off <laughs> mic. <laughs> Love, I just, love you, Kenzie. <laughs> best transition ever. Just <laughs> well, <laughs> just just you know, it's it's a band-aid transition, okay? Just ripping it off. It's the band-aid transition. Go ahead. Go ahead. But we mentioned this off mic uh about uh content warning, about trigger warnings. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah, I so I think I think if you with this film, if you had seen the trailer, I think you would have had a better idea. It wouldn't have been as visceral mm. of a reaction because it still doesn't give a ton away with the trailer. You do know that it is something supernatural. Her husband did un uh, did kill himself, and they do the note. They do the suicide note in it because it's the scene with her and the other teachers. Yeah. Like that's kind of the the gist of it, but you know I'm not saying that trigger warnings are a bad thing to have, you know. But I think for this particular film, this example, that would have helped yeah. both of you. I, I think some streaming services do offer it, especially with materials such as this, which I think it is can be can have unintended consequences. Oh yeah, uh, for people. And it should be uniform across all streaming services, I would say. Uh, th- there's a, a Star Trek Twitter is very much attuned uh, to this right now because th- this week's episode of Picard should have had a oh. very similar warning. No, you haven't seen it yet. I'm just, yeah, a similar warning is all okay. I'll say. That doesn't okay. spoil anything. And if you've been watching this season up until this point, you can kind of, you know, yeah. extrapolate where you're going with that one. So, yeah, especially with, with, content such as this that can damage yeah in a lot of ways yeah this hbo max could have done a a quick little hey fyi i mean to people who have been affected by suicide some years ago a good friend of mine died by suicide and um it affected me badly and one of the main reasons it affected me badly is i had told him i was going to call him that day and i didn't for reasons now, the truth is, the power of my personality is probably not such that I would have saved him. Maybe I would have. Maybe he would have just done it a different day. I don't know. But that's something I have lived with for the last 10 years, is that the day he died, I was supposed to call him and I didn't. So believe me when I tell you that every time I see a mention of suicide in the media, I spend a fair amount of time thinking about my friend and the guilt I feel because I was supposed to call him and I didn't. So I am a person who would really appreciate a warning up front so that I could just go ahead and get that little emotional thing out of the way before I watch the movie. That was something I would really appreciate. Or, or just brace yourself for that. A little, little cognitive, buttressing for lack of a better term could ease that transition not eliminate it or mm-hmm. it could make you make the decision like i'm not in a headspace to deal with suicide as a theme I, I i can't do that right now i'm gonna put that off until i'm in a better headspace or something like that mm-hmm. i mean anybody that would complain about a content warning needs to just jump right off the face of there or be pushed like yeah by, by humanity off the side of the earth into the unknowable cosmos 
uh, so that they can deal with their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because content warning suicide and I don't know, was it sexual violence? It wasn't, it wasn't that sexualized. It was a little bit sexualized. There was a sexual component to the crimes. Yeah. Okay. So content warning, trigger, uh, content warning, suicide and sexual violence. Not a spoiler. No. No. Tells you nothing about the mechanics of the plot. Just gives you at least a vague notion of what you're into. But like, I'm not affected by depictions of those things like other people would. So it didn't, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, the thing that I can't wrap my head around is somebody who sees a trigger or trigger warning or a content warning or whatever you want to call it and, and is bothered that that's there. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Like if it doesn't, if it doesn't, that content doesn't bother you, just move on with your dumb life, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you bothered to see rated R? Does that bother you? Right. We've had that kind of material for so long. And especially mm-hmm. like the MPA, I, I don't know when the line of demarcation was, but certainly in the last maybe 20, 25 years, they've added slight descriptions of why the rating is there, like for nudity and violence or what have you. Right. We're already conditioned with that. It's not it's not a it's not a it's not a giant leap to be like, hey, FYI, this, this and this. And then, you know, and then, like you said, Mac, you know which headspace you need to be in. And if you're not mm-hmm. in that headspace, cool, man. That's OK. That's OK. And yeah, I, I'm actually I'm I'm very much with you. It's like I don't understand people getting bent when trigger warnings are given. If it doesn't affect you. OK, cool. If yeah. just go about your day. I don't need a fucking lecture on why having trigger warnings are the end of society. Like, no, fuck you. This is just being a empathetic human in this world. That's it. It's the dumbest thing in the world to get upset about. Yeah. Now, the other side of that is maybe we need to have content warnings for content warnings. (laughs) (laughs) Content warning, content warning ahead. And then people can be like, well, I, I don't need it. I don't need any of this. Thank you for telling me. I don't need the content warnings in my life. Thank you, meta content warning. (laughs) <laughs> we could have a little drop down menu content warnings click on the drop down menu right yeah because right. then you're actively having to participate to see what the warnings are and if you <laughs> what then, a world then then you go into even a more of a rabbit hole and then you have to have content warnings on the content warnings about the content warnings on and on until the infinite comes out of your TV screen, reaches into your brain and pulls you into the unknowing horror of the film. That's a movie right there. <laughs> I think John Carpenter <laughs> needs to make that movie. I would watch that movie. He, he's more interested in smoking weed and playing video games, the saint. <laughs> I'm not mad at him for it. You no, he, he earned his time. Yeah. I think there's a there's an interview with him like someone says they want to remake one of my movies. I held out my hand and I'm given a check. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, uh, uh, I think they asked him one time, like, oh, do you, uh, do you miss the, the independent movie days when you're making like Assault on Precinct 13 and Halloween? He's like, no, I don't miss working hard. I'm like, <laughs> God bless you, you sage weirdo man. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you made memoirs of an invisible man, but all of us would if we had that kind of paycheck coming us to us in 1992. I get it, dude. I yeah. get it. There's nothing wrong with anything you've done in your life, I hope. 
Yeah. Right now he's making music with his kid, smoking weed, yeah. playing video games. And you know what? Good for you. Good. God bless you, John Carpenter, which is, I didn't think this is how this episode was going to <laughs> wrap up. But, you know, anytime Kenzie and I are in a conversation, there's a 60 to 75% chance it will just be a chorus of Hail John Carpenters. Yeah, that, that, that tracks. All right. Do we have anything else with the Nighthouse? Outside of Beth's rather foolish tendency to want to keep sleeping in a haunted house, I liked Beth. She was she she was smart. I liked her sass. There was a, there was a moment right at the very end, right at the very end when she's sitting in the boat, she's holding the gun, and you just saw her expression change. I mean, we already knew she wasn't going to do it. I mean, we we knew she wasn't going to do it. But there was a moment when her expression changed, and we were like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, whatever you nothing. are, nothing, <laughs> nothing." You were like, "Fuck you, you lost." And I just, I really liked that expression. So, despite some questionable flaws in the character, I really liked the character, and I I kind of want to see that actress again. She's good. She is. Yeah. She's good. I just realized as you were talking, Donna, this also tries to be It Follows in that mm. regard and just not well done <laughs> with that execution. I knew the house was haunted because it the radio turned on and was already set to FM radio. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> that's demon work there. I don't, I, I don't need any of that. And then one other thought, I, you know, for a bunch of teachers, they were sure put out by the idea of reading a book. <laughs> Absolutely incidental to the plot. But I was like, yeah, even if I thought the book was dumb and my boss was dumb, I would have burned through that book on the first day. Just been like, OK, let's get this done. No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That has something to it. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I've read it. Now what, boss? There's a level of spite, Mac, in you that my spite recognizes your spite. And we have, yes, I see your spite. And it is, it, yes, our spite yeah. is spiteful. Yes. Because I would have been that same way, like, oh, you want me to read that fucking book? Fine. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, this is bullshit. Now what? <laughs> Whereas I would have been one, two, three. Oh, God, this is boring. I can't. <laughs> oh, I would have been, it's boring. It's boring, and I'm going to finish it. So that they know how boring it was. Yes, I read the whole thing. You failed all yeah. throughout. All right. Well, so Mac, you have our quote. Which, you know, as we talked about the movie, I think is uh, it, sort of incidental to the plot, but por- sort of apropos for our feelings about it. Uh, a bee is fine. <laughs> 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 Which the peak entertainment moment of the movie had nothing to do with the plot or or the the you know ghostly implications thereof, but it was definitely the moment where I was like, yeah, that's that's a good interaction between two humans. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that we is- didn't actually discuss that scene, so no. but if you but if you watch the movie, you will know that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, if you are a child that their parent is a teacher it will resonate as well where you're like yeah or or you you've taught yourself or dealt with the public in any way where where they're coming with they're coming they're coming with a fork to a chainsaw fight like it's like okay come on (laughs) yeah again more grunting from me 
that with the pantomiming would have created a fulfilling experience for you, the podcast listener. And yet, tragically, you cannot. So um, I will say, Mac, that was clearly a chainsaw. That was a very good sound effect of a chainsaw. But but Please. added with my 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 leather face swipe on the screen adds it. Yeah. A pantomime added to it. I just want you to be aware that it was an excellent sound effect. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Donna, you've got a rule. What the fuck, Beth? Leave! <laughs> I mean, yeah, that solves a lot of stuff. Just... What was our poll again? Just Well, our poll is, what do you think it was that attached itself to Beth? So, my... Okay, because I, as as anyone that knows me and has listened to this show enough, knows that I watch the true paranormal shows. I know they're hot garbage. I don't care. I'm still riveted by them because uh, I am pro-science. I, I feel like that also needs to be stated, but I also like to be entertained. Anyway, this is going to be explained with my answer. I think it was a demon. That, that's what it was because I can't see just a generic ghost being like, no, I want to own and possess her because she died for four minutes and now I want her. Definitely don't see it being an angel. That's demon, man. That's demon. That's Ed and Lorraine Warren shit, man. Come on. That's my thought about it. I actually just remembered the other day I had the weirdest thought because I think I have mentioned, I'm positive I have mentioned on the podcast that I have met Ed and Lorraine Warren. You, you have told that story, yes. And, and Lorraine Warren declared me very sensitive. And in a in a moment of doubt, I considered marketing myself as a psychic with the testimonial that Lorraine Warren declared me very sensitive. So anyway, that was just a random thought that popped through my head while Kenzie was, was talking. Donna, psychic vet. That's your hook is psychic vet. I'm I just... am a psychic vet. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I love it. We get a really great collection on this show, maybe off mic, of great pull quotes for Donna's books. <laughs> That's a great one. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really am not certain, but it definitely can't be a greater. I mean, it is not death itself because... Um, how many people have a near-death experience? A ton of people have a near-death experience. So it's not death itself. Beth, despite Owen being willing to kill an unknown number of brunettes with big eyes. In fact, if I were to guess, I would be willing to bet that there are 15 bodies in there, one for each year that they were together. Um, but, um, I mean... She's she's neat. We liked her, but she's not that special. So I think she's got a um, lesser embodiment of death that's attached itself to her. Maybe maybe an echo of death, an echo of death. I like that. I do, too. Uh, You know, we've watched the movie. We've discussed it. I I live with metaphysical certainty that what attached to Beth was an absolutely positively onerous mortgage rate interest. (laughs) follow her into death that is really good all right is that, um, is that your final answer I, I i i think when i said metaphysical certainty yeah i'm i'm, oh, I'm okay. gonna go with final answer yeah all right yeah all right i'm gonna go first this week on happy place 
those of you that that know me and let alone listen will not be surprised by this but it's star wars but more specifically it it today is the 31st anniversary that heir to the empire was released and man oh man that book and star wars that book and star wars in general is so super important to me uh like that book i credit with basically how i survived high school because i read it so many times and just that up and down and star wars in general because that's if you'd have told me at that age that i would have the life that i have now you know meeting the love of my life meeting friends from all over the world because of star wars i wouldn't have believed you so that is my happy place because my friend who lives in Australia. Hi, Jana Bean. She's the one that tagged me on it on Twitter. And yeah, so yeah, that is, that's my happy place. I will, I will. Yes. And yours. I, it's not my happy place, but just like, I remember. So yeah, 31 years ago, I would have been seven and, and I got, cause I saw it in a bookstore and I was like, I must have this. There's more star Wars, please. Arm, 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 arm. And of course it's a 404 page book. I don't know why I remember that it is specifically 404 pages, but it is. And uh, I, I tried to read it as a seven-year-old and that was, that was a March and I, I eventually got there, but I, I wanted, yeah, very pivotal key book. So good pull. I was, I was 14 when I read it. Cause I didn't read it right when it came out. It came out when I didn't read it till it came out in paperback, mm-hmm. but I was like 14 when I read it and it was still a March, even for me, like, I'll right. put it to you this way. I didn't pick up on it. The first time I read it that Thrawn was blue. Like, I don't know why it just, my brain just did not. Okay. He's an Imperial. Okay. So he's going to look, I just, the, the blue and the red eyes, I completely just, my brain glossed over that. And then it was like the second read through. Maybe I was like, Oh shit. He's, Whoa. He's a blue dude. (laughs) He's a blue dude. So Uh, it's one of the few books like outside of like classics that everybody knows the first lines of that. I can remember the first lines of it's captain Peleon. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, Pelly. Mm-hmm. We, we won't get it on the fact that uh, I also, uh, it didn't register with me that you say Talon. And my as I'm reading it, I said Talon. I was like, oh, Talon card. Uh, yeah. Wasn't until a friend of mine was like, no, that's Talon, Kins. So many pronunciations that you don't get because it's not so, stuff you would hear. Like, But I remember Shadows of the, uh, of the Empire. Uh, actually stopped the book for a good paragraph and described how you pronounce Shizor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shadows wanted you to know, like, no, 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 this is how we're going to say yeah. it. You say his name with some respect if you're going to keep it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get an action figure of this dude, you better say his name right. Come on, guys. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my happy place this week. This is the last week of the semester you're taking my happy place from me keep going uh this week has been uh i'm sorry this semester has been uh especially challenging for me as a professor uh for reasons and i'm just really excited that this is the last week of the semester and um i will then have three weeks that I would like to say I get to do nothing, but it's not true because I need to prepare for my summer classes. But at any rate, they will be a lot more relaxing and I will get to sleep. And I'm looking forward to that immensely. I'm sorry, Mac. Literally word for word, what my happy place would have been. Replace professor with student. And 
I, I, Kenzie, I even mentioned it to you before, yeah, before dialogue. It was like verbatim. So (laughs) searching desperately for some, I'll I'll add to it because like I, I, you know, I, I work full time and, and I'm involved in a couple of podcasts and other creative endeavors. So I, I, I always never thought that I could go back to school, but I did. This is a, a year of grad school now under my belt. And and it's going quite well. So that's the addition. I, I've got a yes and both of yours. I don't have my own happy place. I came ready with a happy place, but I, I hope I contributed something to the happiness of the universe. Uh, you brought in Shazor on my podcast. So, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did the Shadows of the Empire pull. So I think you did, Mac. I think it counts. Thank you. All right. Well, we are on the social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Cabin. We also have a Facebook page. We have a website, beyondthecabinandthewoods.com. I am on Instagram and Twitter as at Callista77. I am on Instagram and Twitter as at Dragon Goblin with no I and Goblin. Uh, recently, I'm tweeting a lot about Oklahoma's Swadley's Foggy Bottom scandal. It's it's a good one, gang. <laughs> Something about the term Foggy Bottom is not appetizing. I don't want to eat barbecue after I've heard the term Foggy Bottom. Foggy Bottom is the syndrome you get after bad barbecue. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and on uh, Instagram, I basically uh, repost a lot of self-righteous anti-narcissist um, memes. But um, follow me anyway, because I deserve it. You do. I do. Agreed. Uh, I am at Party Apocalypse on Twitter. Uh, PartyApocalypse.com is the website. I There is an Instagram out there. It is a graveyard of nothing. Uh, and uh, a couple other podcasts you can find me on. Uh, Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Uh, that at the posting of this will have its second full episode up. And I'm also on The Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. We have just started season two of TNG. So if you want to hear a lot of complaints about Dr. Pulaski, boy, have we got some in store for you. Uh, That's it. Bye. There is nothing, Beth. (laughs) As always, a big uh, shout out and thank you to our editor, Billy, who uh, keeps his trainer running and makes, uh, makes us sound fantastic. And thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. And don't read the Latin. You know what horror is. <laughs>